And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 139 today. Basketball week five recap, week six preview. Your host, TJ Savaro, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman. Kurtzman, how are we doing tonight, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, crazy to think we're already five weeks through the season. Uh, basketball season is definitely flying by. Um, some teams separating themselves, other teams kind of finding their rhythm. Uh, it was a good week five. Had a lot of close games. Saw a crazy half-court buzzer beater. Um, but we'll get into all that right now, and then we'll talk about week six preview. First off, let me apologize for the audio. We are not recording on our usual setup. We'll have to record off my laptop mic right now. Uh, we cannot be in the game room where we usually record um, when I have my normal mic. And I'm kind of losing my voice anyways, coach, this weekend. So just bear with us here. Two for championships the audio. for Coach just, <laughs> just, just bear with us for the audio here. Uh, let's start with the week five pre- uh, recap. I'm going to start with the game in which uh, we played in, Kurtzman. The shooters, who the shooters against the waiver wire Warriors. First, I want to say this. Kurtzman was there. He wasn't going to play. Didn't sit on the team's bench. Questioning his commitment to the team, his loyalty mm-hmm. to the team. That, with that being said, um, waiver wire Warriors definitely looked good in this game. Definitely played better. Definitely played harder. It was a game throughout our team. We were missing everybody. We're missing you. We're missing Reddington. We're missing Ricky, um, Abby, Connor. Emmerich was was very hobbled. It was me, Jason, Cam, BJ, Augie, and a hobbled Emmerich for the most part. Now, we held our own. We did our thing. Cam, Cam and BJ probably combined for like... 60 points in this game. Oh, I don't God. know what, what they combined for. But um, they did a pretty good job keeping it close away from our Warriors. We came out. We hit shots early. Um, every time they fought back, Jamal was hooping for them. He was playing really well. They were kind of using their size a little bit. We had, like, Augie guarding Rob Benitez and Joe Dell. They got a few post buckets on us. They definitely moved the ball a little bit better in this game. Um, I thought they wanted to win. They cared. It was close. Jamal was giving us problems. We really couldn't stop him. He kept them in the game for the most part as the game, you know, um, Got down to the wire. Cam hit a lot of shots. BJ hit made a lot of layups. Um, every time they cut it, like we went up 10 early and it just kind of hovered around 10. They cut it to six at one point with a three and then Cam answered right back up with like a 30-footer to put us back up nine. Every time they came close, it seemed like it seemed like Cam uh, hit a big shot for us to, to keep us going. But um, definitely a good game by us. Definitely played pretty well. We did some good things. And I'm happy that we, we stayed undefeated. You know, this was a win that we should have got. We got it with a, with a very limited Rag roster. Bunch. Yeah, with with a, with a very limited roster. But uh, we got a win. Shout out to Emmerich for playing hurt. And for the waiver wire Warriors, I would say uh, build off this. Keep going. Keep moving the ball. Keep playing hard. Um, yeah, get the get Jamal the ball. Yeah, I mean, glad glad we were able to pick up a win uh, with a with a very limited roster and. Ken BJ did their thing to carry our team. Hopefully, we have our Warriors build off this win. I mean, this loss, but a good loss. Um, kept the game close. They've had a couple of close losses this year. Um, they're definitely getting better as a team. Just need to kind of just keep building and hopefully pick up some late season wins. Yeah. Let's go to the next game here. We win that one. Do we? I don't know. I actually have the final score. I have the final score. Let me find it real quick. Um, the game was closer than the final score indicated as well. Shooters won. I know. Nah. Shooters win 79 to 65. Yeah, you said hung around 10, yeah, hovered around it 10. It was around there. Yeah, all, yeah. So, um, let's go. Let's get into this one right here. Big win for Blue Steel. Yeah, they uh, they play against the locals. 
one very big. So I watched the first half of this game and first vintage half was, dubs. Yeah, first game, first half. I, I feel like I kept saying to myself, "Vintage dubs." He was making his moves to the lane. Um, I thought the Blue Steel did a really good job just moving the ball, uh, finding open guys, taking good shots each time down the floor. Um, I only saw the first half of this game, and it was a really good game. Honestly, the locals were keeping it close. Um, they were only down four when I left to go uh, do the scoreboard of the other game. But I honestly, I thought that the locals were going to be able to hang in it. But from the looks of it, it looked like they kind of just stopped hitting shots. And then Maj and Ryan. It was too easy for Blue Steel. They were getting whatever they wanted. Dubs thought he was playing like Magic Johnson. He was throwing yeah. crazy bounce passes and shit. Like, they were getting whatever they wanted. There was no resistance. So you're saying with the 2-3 zone we talked about, it stayed lazy. Just, you're not going to win games like that when you're giving up 104 points. Yeah, no, you're definitely definitely hard to win if you're giving up 104 points, especially when – not that you guys can't score, but you're not one of the higher-scoring offenses in the league. Um, I thought that they probably needed to slow the ball – slow it down and control the pace of the game, but they would probably were unable to do that. Um, when you have – when you're playing against a team with Maj and Ryan, Dennis, guys who can just – score on their own at any time, but also move the ball well within an offense. It's going to be tough. 2-3 um, zone is not difficult for them to break. They have a lot of very high IQ players, a lot of good passers, a lot of good shooters. So um, it was going to take some missed shots by Blue Steel for the locals to hang in this one in the second half, and the shots just kept falling because, like you said, there was no resistance. They weren't making it hard on them. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it on this game. Blue Steel wins this one, 104-69. to I mean, 35-point loss. It's a blowout. Yeah, no, um, definitely a tale of two halves because I know it was only like an eight point nine point game at halftime. So, uh, right now, good job, for, yeah, good job for Blue Steel to take care of business, get their third win on the season, um, move to three and two, and uh, they need to use this win and kind of rattle off a few here, get yeah, themselves into a nice yeah. position heading into the playoffs. Locals need to need to pick it up. Actually, need to pick it up and get a few wins rattled up here. All right, let's go next game. Bad boys against um, TTG Blue Devils, the 10:30 slate game. Pretty decent um, game. The game 87, was 87 to 76 win for uh, Bad Boys. Yeah, um, Bad Boys came out, and it was crazy because I was thinking maybe TTG comes out with like a little bit of fire because they see they're playing against a team that's definitely a little bit better than them to start. And Christian Garcia gets the easiest like 12 points to start the game that I've seen. Like it looked like it looked like we were already in the All Star form format of the game when there's 10 minutes to go and the team's yeah. up by 30 no resistance early by ttg's defense um ball movement was just not there feel like they're not getting the right guys touches g had a really good game he was talking a lot but he had a pretty good game shooting the ball i did the stats for this one today when i was home um shot like 9 of 13 from the field um i thought he did a pretty good job kind of giving them offense when they needed it but um, they just, I think Bobby just doesn't see enough touches on this team. feel like players don't want to kind of let him do his thing. Um, Ray was handling the ball a lot and Ray is a good player. He was definitely moving the offense. I think he had seven or eight assists in this game. Um, they played, they played all right. They just couldn't get a stop. Christian Garcia was dominating on the glass, finished with 31 points, was talking his shit. Too much bickering from, uh, from, from TTG. Yeah. Every way, time, way too much. Every bickering. time someone's a bad shot, you heard, yo, what are you doing? Or. Blah, 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 just things you just don't need to be hearing from a team that's trying Yo, to... Yo, play defense. That one, that one sucks. Yeah. Um, Yo, play defense sucks. I mean, you everyone has to be playing D. Everyone's got to be talking. Everyone's got to be locked in. 
too much arguing with each other. You can't compete against the other team and your own team and win a game. Yeah. Uh, the bad boys, but they just continue. To, they're just a well-oiled machine on offense, man. They just continue to move the ball. Great. Brandon Stewart's doing a great job running the offense. Uh, KP hasn't really had like a crazy breakout yet. I'm waiting for his like 30-point game to come. He's kind of just letting the he's kind of letting this game come to him. Christian Garcia, you know what he does? Attacks the rim at will. He finished with like 28, 31 points in this game. He was on fire. Uh, Andrew and Tom finished with like nine threes combined. Um, a lot of but a lot of open ones. Not a lot of guys playing defense for TTG. As on the other side, I feel like Bad Boys was making everything difficult for TTG offensively. And they were still kind of in the game. Yeah, they cut it to 63-58 with like eight, nine minutes to go. But the bad boys never wavered. They just stuck with their offense, kept moving the ball, and they kept getting good shots. Uh, when you have a guy like Christian Garcia that's just dominating the glass and dominating inside, it's it's a tough it's tough to swallow. I thought Bryce Ballou played a pretty good game for TTG. Uh, offensively, grabbed a lot of rebounds too. But um, I'm going to say it again. Jared, the big man for TTG, just stick your ass in the paint and keep mm-hmm. dominating because every time you come out, of the perimeter it's just not it's you're just not putting the pressure on the defense that you need to be putting on them each possession and mm. you're an offensive rebounding menace um and i'd like to see you just kind of dominate the paint well, the entire game rather than trying to extend your range not that you can't but you're most effective in the paint um i love the bad boys team they are a great team offensively and defensively they haven't had sean in two plus games they haven't had aiden since game one they've been playing with six basically the entire season and um, no matter who's there, they still move the ball the same. They still get the same quality shots. And if Tom and Andrew are hitting, sh- hitting open shots, then this team is going to go very far. They're a very good team. They were talking shit after the game, <laughs> Christmas, saying that the shooters are ducking them because you didn't schedule us against them. Yeah, blame Augie for that one. Yeah, um, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a little late late season flex to get that matchup in there and make sure it happens at least once. Um, Nah, the the bad boys are a really tough bunch, and they they're they're gonna go up against anyone and give them a very good fight every time. So uh, I think we're both very high on bad boys, and for TTG, kind of wavering in the middle right now. Don't really know what to think of you guys. One week you look really good, you beat Blue Steel in a great win. Another week you come out against bad boys and you're yelling at each other, lose by ten plus. Uh, I'm not really sure what. They just need to get their shit together. What TTG do we get this week? I don't know. Get your shit together. What was final score? I went 87-76. 87-76. And listen, man, for playing as bad as you did and losing by 11 to a good team, man, it's, it shows what would happen. Maybe play a little defense in the second half. All right. Well yeah, said. So well said. Last game of the Tuesday, honestly, we didn't talk about it. It was just the best game. I thought, I thought it was the best game of the day. Black Air Forces against... DFA. DFA. You um, you did the score for this game. I, did I was score, playing yeah. in this game. I didn't see it. Um, DFA... Came out again, and I'll say this. Deshaun played the worst game I've ever seen Deshaun play. Uh, he finished the game like 3 of 16 shooting. Couldn't hit a shot. Uh, yeah, I'll take a water. Doesn't matter. Uh, he couldn't hit a shot. But throughout that, DFA was able to find offense in other ways. Uh, Harry was getting to the rim, making layups. Vic went 3 of 4 from 3 at a point. Hit a couple big ones in the second half to kind of keep them in and give them the lead. Um uh, I think that the ball movement needs to get a little bit better for DFA. I think they need to just do an even better job than they already do of crashing the offensive glass and getting themselves easy ones. Buddy is an absolute beast on the glass. I think he pulled off another 10 rebounds in this game. Um, I think 
their problem really was just that Deshaun could not hit a shot and that DF and Black Air Force was making every single shot hard on them. Mm-hmm. Black Air Force has moved the ball so well this week. They were getting assists on every single pass. Um, Ashante Worthy played a phenomenal game. Um for like six points, ten rebounds, seven assists type game. Was absolute animal, was everywhere on the floor. They're all playing defense. That's a team that's committed to the to commit to the defensive end first for sure and then worries about their offense later they get their offense in a bunch of different ways every game kyle bradshaw the big man uh big big man for them had another great game but uh sean barksdale played another great game for them inside finishing layups left and right hand um i think they have a really good team and i think even though they don't score like some of the other really good teams in the league do they force you into really tough shots every time down the floor they're an active bunch. They come with a crowd that amps them up. They play with a lot of energy. And their offense kind of just like finds itself throughout a game. And if their defense is suffocating you and making your offensive life hard, it it translates to usually them scoring because you're not playing as hard defense on them as they are on you. So I do really like this Black Air Force team. They move to 5-0 and in the season. DFA takes their second loss, moves to 3-2. and um, Are we nervous about DFA? Lost no. Losses down to two of what we would say are the top five teams in the league. No, I'm not nervous about them. They just need to figure it out. I still wouldn't want to see them on any given day. No. If I'm any of these playoff teams. But you have to be concerned with them. They were definitely the favorite coming into this game. Um, Black Air Force, we talked People about. Pick them. We talked about Black Air Forces um, playing a weaker schedule up to this point. We are sold. Oh yeah, I no. think if you I watched Black, that full game, I was. I think sold. if you're looking at Black Air Forces, every game they played in, every team has to play their pace. They played their game. Mm-hmm. They bring the energy. They play defense, and they have guys who can put the ball in the basket. They're a very good team in the league. One thing also that I was very impressed with uh, Black Air Force is that they did not allow DFA to get out in transition and get easy buckets. Um, they forced them into a half court game for 44 minutes, and that's exactly what their game plan is and what they need to do if they're going to end up winning it, winning it all. Um, I'm very high on the Black Air Force team. I think they can get offense from a lot of different areas and different guys on the floor. So, yeah, sold. Sold, sold, sold. Um, That concludes Tuesday games. Mm. Thursday saw two very good games. I was not in attendance. Happy that you were able to get us on IG Live for the second half because that was awesome. Um, Let's talk about the first game, the game that ended in a crazy buzzer beater. Um, The pan against Showtime. Showtime ends the game on an Abdul Popple half-court buzzer beater to win by two. Talk about the game first. First off. First off. Taz came out hot. Very hot. Taz had like five, five threes in like the first five minutes of the game. You texted me. I said, he, was, he came out on fire, which leads to his demise later in the mm-hmm. game. But he came out hot. They were playing well. But to me, the story of this game was not so much um, showtime. It was the pan. The pan like actually looked pretty good in this game. They looked like they should have won the game. Okay. Not having Gorky there definitely hurt Showtime. They still had way more than enough to win the game comfortably. But Boy, was Tony there? Tony was there. But bad late game decisions, a lot of them by Taz. Um, yeah, and the pan hit a lot of cr- clutch shots. Like shots where you're like, oh, we need this one. Got, he got it. it. Like, and, and I was like, and I found myself like thinking, oh, he got it as he's shooting it. Like, which I would not have done with the pan earlier in the season. Yeah. But now yeah. um, now I think, listen, they play us this upcoming week, so yeah. I'm not taking them in a game. But if they were playing someone else, I'd be confident in them. 
So the Pan are probably the story of the season in that they're 0-5, but they could easily be 3-2. They have blown games to UDH. Um, they they gave up a late lead in this game. Yep. And they gave up a late lead. In, they gave up a four-point lead in the last minute in game one against Black Air Forces. Yeah. We could have been talking about the Pan at 3-2 and, and be like, wow. They, yeah. they, they, they could play with any, and Listen, I still think they could play with any. So all thinks they're cursed after that shot. So, when any goes, how are we ever going to win a game? How are we ever going to win a game? Um. Still got four games left in the season. I don't know. I, I don't know how many uh, games it's going to take to make the playoffs, but uh, it probably can only be two or three. So it's definitely possible if you still make the playoffs, make a playoff run. Um, I think that Taz's late game. What was that? Taz, they're up one, and he has the ball. Instead of making them foul him, he goes to the he goes to the, the lane for a layup and, and smokes the layup. I mean, he did a. a I understood. It was still a bad decision. It would no. It was I not a understand. Good no, I'm saying I understand. If he was going right to go get his layup and could just throw the kid off him real quick and get an easy one, it was in two guys. It was it was, no, guys no, it was one guy, but he was going across lane across the key to his left hand. I know he was like, oh, it was go left. He, he went to his left, fading with like a running hook. It was a fucking horrible shot. Um, and then he shoots an air ball in yeah. crunch time, trying to be Kobe. Shoots a post fade air ball, one second left. Uh, Popple, you know, uh, they go one of two from the line. Sharoff's team, Sir the Pan, they go the one line, or two yeah. from the line. Gives him a two-point lead. Two-point lead, 1.3 seconds left. You're thinking, I'm, so I'm sitting at home and I'm thinking to myself, there's literally no, like, there's just no way that this is going to happen to them. Like, Beautiful pass from Tony. Billy sends a nice Beautiful screen, screen from Billy. Popple gets a nice little running one, run at it. One Boom, one dribble into his shot. Switch. Cash. Nothing but net. Absolute fucking cash. You went wild. Yeah, it was I think alleged. you gave us. Your dad said, I think TJ let out 20. Oh, it my God. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was a fucking It crazy. was a great game. Um, it's crazy to see that even with um, Zaheer there and um, I think Hunayn played for – not Hunayn. No, Zaheer. Zaheer played. Zaheer did. Zaheer, Zaheer played. Like they still had more size than the Pan, but the Pan was able to overcome that and not really let them make that an advantage. I think obviously Gorky would have helped. Um, showtime a lot, but um, the pad man just can't find the way to finish off a game and get that first win of the season. I like them a lot better today. Yeah, after uh, that of I did. course. Yeah, and I was just that's well. one of the games, and I'm like, yo, they can hit shots, and they make shots, they get good shots. They're one of the teams that knows that there's no shot clock. Yeah, and that when your first offense or your second offense doesn't work, you don't have to just chuck some thirty footer. Saroff thought he was Jokic. He was trying to play like Jokic. Saroff. They're throwing it down to on the block. He had a nice little he's post. Like, he had a nice little post bucket. He always calls for it. Tries to make plays out of the post. Cracks me up. Watching him move. Um, Suroff, uh, I hope they're able to get a win in the upcoming weeks. But are you nervous about Showtime? Late game decision. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's their Achilles heel. That's going to kill them in the playoffs. That's their Achilles heel. They play the last six minutes of the game like it's the first six minutes of the game. And that's it's going to kill them. That's that's their downfall. I think the ball needs to be in Pop State's hands a little more towards the end of the game. Not that Taz can't do it. It just seems that like sometimes the decision-making isn't always the best with Taz when it comes to that situation. Also, I like the ball in a, in a pure jump shooter's hands. Oh, boy. Taz can give you a stats. No, no, he give you no. advanced know, analytics yeah, on his three-point yeah. shooting attempts. Um, he's, gonna have like, he's like, I have 14 threes in the last three games. <laughs> like, Shooting same for three. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No. It's a, good, it's a good win for Showtime. They're able to... Fight adversity and pull off a last magic, last second miracle and get a win. Um, but I would have liked to see them kind of handle business a little bit better against a team that's now sitting at 0 5 in the standings. Um, last game to talk about, I really didn't see a lot of it. 
Uh, I saw the end. Hard over height against UDH. UDH coming off the I first I saw the win. beginning and the end. UDH came coming off the first win of the season against the Pan, looking to build a little momentum. Yeah. Get a big win against a hard over height team that we like to be high on, but now they're sitting, I think, at one and three right now. I think they're only wins against Waiver Wire Warriors. I'm not sure if they. No, the, yeah, that was UDH's only win. Now they have two wins. No, I'm saying hard over height. No. They have two wins. Did they win another game? Yeah, after checking the uh, the records there, they are. Yeah. They have one loss. I mean, they have one, one win on the yeah, season. One, one and three after this one. Uh, UDH picks up another win. Gets Huge win for them. They came, out, they came out hot in this one. Michael Leva came out hot in this one. They're missing Brandon Milling. Um, Kyle Paris is good for them in this one. They were uh, they were tough. They were tough. They had a lead. They, they held on the entire time. There was definitely some frustration going off from heart over height. Jason Gomes looked over at me. Well, I was like, I was watching the game. I wasn't really like closely paying yeah, attention to yeah. it. I was like talking to Adam and shit. And he was like, what do we have to do? Get me and Shafiq the ball more? I was like, I don't know. Fuck, I'm not watching. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here. I'm not, I'm not in coaching mode. I'm not, not thinking, a, I'm not thinking what we're going to do. That's not a bad idea to get you and Shafiq the ball more. I just think um, you and Shafiq seem to keep being more aggressive. I think like we said in the preview that Nick Zalek could maybe have a, a tougher game with Kyle Parrish, an athlete that can – body with him can jump with him in the paint uh, i'm not sure how that matchup fared but if hard over height was really unable to score nico is one of their big guys that gets 20 a night for them um jason gomes hasn't really been able to find it a lot this season since uh since game one mm. uh had the broken uh, hurt his nose was bleeding against in the last couple of minutes against uh blue steel uh, he didn't show up to get against Buck Air Forces, and now in this one, they're only able to score in the 50s again. Um, I am a little bit nervous about Harvard Height. I think that the offense has lacked this season the way that it hasn't, that that it didn't in the in the previous season. Um, they haven't been able to figure out what they really want to do on offense, and uh, they've lost some game. They've lost games against teams that are more in their like range of teams that they need to beat to pile up wins and now if the season, the schedule gets a little more difficult they could be looking at a a lot of must-win games against really good teams so um season not off to a great start for hard over height um i think they just need to figure it out they have one less game than other teams do going one and three they have they'll have a game at the end of the season to make it up um but they definitely need to start figuring it out, maybe come in with a little more of a, a plan on what they want to do on the offensive side. Defensively, it seems like they are they are able to get stops, and for their lack of height, they are able to finish off defensive possessions with rebounds. They don't really get killed on the offensive glass, but um, it's kind of got to be a little go time for them. Yeah, they're, they're in worse shape than I thought with only one win. Yeah. As for the UDH, coming off their second win in a row, back-to-back second wins. Win, second back-to-back uh, wins. Big, big win for them. Definitely a big win for them. They look good in this one. They got to keep going off this, and they're missing some of their top guys too. So um, huge win for them, and for hard over height, you got to uh, definitely got to get on fucking track here. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that UDH is going to have a late-season resurgence because – Early in the season, their shooting has been very poor from three, and they have good three-point shooters with Oliva, Dan, Will Oswald, Brandon Milling. So I'm expecting um, their offense to really start picking it up in the upcoming weeks. Okay. All right, that's All right. the recap. That's the recap. Let's uh, let's get into a little bit of a preview here for week six. All right, um, week six re- uh, preview. Uh, just so everyone knows, going forward, all games will be at 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. There's no more 9.30, no more 10.30, whatever team was pra- uh, 
Um, season's over. Yeah, season's over. They weren't. No, they won't be practicing until 9:30 anymore. So we will be starting two games at nine, two games at ten. So let's get it started tomorrow night or tonight, I should say. Nine o'clock game. UDH against TTG Blue Devils. A game of two teams, kind of um, in the similar same exact record. Both teams two and three coming into this game. Um, UDH with uh, going up, looking good, finally figuring yeah. out on offense a little more. TTG kind of. Hovering in the middle. I don't really want to say they're going up or down right now because they did pick up a big win two weeks ago, but then they lose the game this past week to um, to uh, the bad boys. In this game, I'm looking for TTG to use their size to their advantage. That's exactly what I was going to say. Use your size. They don't have. Them. They. I'm. I don't believe Kyle's going to have to go out there and guard Jared. That's a little bit of a mismatch for Jared. Um, size wise, they have Bryce who dominates. Honestly, dominates players his own size as well as dominates players that are smaller than him. Um, I think Bobby needs to assert himself himself a little bit more in this game. Demand the ball a little bit more from his teammates. Try to get himself going a little bit because I think that with him. More involved, that'll make the team even better. He's a playmaker. He wants to get everyone involved as well as also getting himself involved. Um, I think that if UDH is going to win, like I just was saying, I think the three-pointers need to start falling a little more consistently. I think you need to make sure you're gang rebounding underneath and just keep playing good defense. Keep those hands up and make guys work. Make the other team work for their shots, which you have been doing very well in the last couple games. Um, I just want to see it continue with that. I think Michael Leva's gotten a little better shooting the ball as this, the weeks have gone on. Yeah, Mike, they definitely had his best game last game. Um, I think in this game, I'm going to take the team that's rolling a little bit more. I'm going to take UDH. I don't like that a team that yells at each other. I don't like a team that isn't bought in on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And I think UDH is kind of buying in on both ends of the floor now a little bit better than they were at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm going to roll with UDH. I think that they are going to get the... I'm going to call this like a mini upset. I'm not going to call it – I don't think it's like a crazy upset. I do think that TTG would probably be favored by a point or two in this game due to just a little bit – probably a little more talent and athleticism on their side. But UDH got a lot of good ball players, a lot of guys who uh, have played at higher levels of basketball. So I'm going to roll with UDH in a little bit of an upset here. I like UDH. I'm going to take TTG. I agree with everything that you said that where both teams are trending. I just think they're going to be a little bit too much down low, a little bit too much athletically. Will TTG be smart? For that's the thing, they have to defend. If they're just going to let if they're going to let UDA shoot threes, you're going to lose. But I expect them to come in, take on laser focused, locked in from the jump in this game. Get Zach Moran back for this game. Maybe get Mike Danino playing Maybe, in this game. Yeah. Um, I think they need to lock in defensively. I think they're upset with how last week went. I would assume they're going to come out with some. Some energy with some um, some defensive energy. Energy just doesn't mean. What's the word I'm looking for? What? Like, like a, hunger more. Yeah. Uh, oh, like with hung, some like urgency. Hung, yeah, urgency. Some urgency. urgency. That's what I'm looking for. The word I'm looking for. Look out. Come be urgent in this game. That's my advice to them. Want to play defense? Yeah. Man. Come out. Start clamping. Start being excited about the game. Bench like gets them. into it early. You don't gotta talk shit to show energy. Energy's yeah. just energy's just like locking in on defense and moving with the ball and calling out and communicating. I just want to see a little bit more of that. But until I'm not gonna bet on it until I see it because they haven't done it all season. So give me UDH. Yeah, I'm taking TTJ. Nice. Next game: Waiver Wire Warriors versus Black Air Forces. Mm. <laughs> you know it's crazy because even though Black Air Forces is five and zero, um. This is like they play the type of game that allows a team that isn't as good possibly to stick in it because they play play lower-ish scoring games. They play more defensive-minded uh, game where their offense kind of, like I said, just kind of comes with it and kind of ebbs and flows from time to time. But 
Um, with a team who still is new playing with each other, yes, they have played each other now for five games. Um, it'll definitely take a little bit longer with, with um, to figure it out. You're playing against a team in Black Air Forces that is committed on the defensive end. They play five guys at all times that can guard basically one through five at all times. Um, they have a pretty good bench, guys that are willing to accept lesser roles on the team to make sure the team succeeds, and that's one of the biggest things in the leagues that we run is that you're sacrificing for the better good of the team. And um, I think that the Black Air Force have a lot of guys that are like that. Waiver Wire Warriors did definitely improve from last week. I just need to continue to see that ball movement, that um, that defensive mentality first. Because especially with a team like the Waiver Wire Warriors, your offense is definitely going to come in ebbs and flows. So I think that making sure you're locked in on the defense end is very important for a team like you guys. Um, hope Jamal, Ralph, and Mark are all there for this one, and Big Rob also, so they have a complete team going into this game. think that we're both going to ebb on the side of Black Air Forces in this one, unless you see something different happening. No, I'm taking Black Air Forces. Too much energy, too much athleticism, too much togetherness for a team, like we said, Waverwire Warriors going to be tough on you. Yeah, I assume they're going to get KP back this week as well for Black Air Forces. Kyle Bradshaw, Sterry, Jesse, just a lot of really good athletes that are able to put the ball in the basket and play great G- defense. Give me Black Air Forces. Yeah, I got well. Black Air Forces. And I'm going to say it's a low-scoring blowout. Like a 70 to 40? Y- yes, okay. precisely. Okay. All right, let's go. Uh, 10 o'clock slate on Tuesday. We have the Shooters versus the Pan. Have no. This is tomorrow's game or today's game. You're listening to it. No idea who's showing up. No idea. No, no clue what our team's gonna look like this week. Um, no idea what we're gonna look like this week. I know that I'm back this week. I'm definitely playing tomorrow. Um, I know that uh, you're gonna be there tomorrow. But other than that, I honestly don't know who's gonna be there for us. Um, hopefully we have at least seven or eight guys show up so we can make some subs, actually play our game a little bit. I want to get back to playing our defensive mentality game. I know last week we had a an unusual lineup playing. So defense probably wasn't at a premium for us. Um, so I think that in this game, we need to just look to get back on track and kind of get our, keep our mojo going. The pan are definitely going to come in with more urgency, possibly more urgency early on because they are now zero and five looking for that first one on the season. Um, and they, and I listen, I think if I was them, I'd think to themselves that they've been robbed in a couple games, just rob, rob themselves kind of. Um, but in this game, the Pan is going to have to do a really good job on the defensive end of the ball, and they're also just going to have to do a good job scoring with us because if we have Ricky there or Cam, someone that's able to really just put the ball in the net, um, it's going to make a huge difference for them. And as for us, I think, like you said, um, we just need to lock in. We can't take this game lightly. I don't care if they're winless. We have to go out there, play hard. Yeah. I just saw this team compete, should have won the game against Showtime, who's a really good team in this league. Mm-hmm. So we have to come in. We have to lock in on shooters. Nothing easy. Play the defense that we played throughout the first few weeks of the season. Yeah. I think we'll be fine in this game. Like I, I think, like I said, I keep saying, I think we have the best team in the league. Um, I just, Leo, our it. talent is crazy. I think we're going to go out there and play really well. Been very impressed with a couple players on the patch. want to shout them out. Um, Brian Conforth. A monster. Sal continues to do it on uh, do it on the glass and on the rebounds and finishing layups for them. And um, what's his name? Um, Walsh. Mike. Yeah, Walsh, big good player for them. I like Mike um, Pizak. I think his name is. He played really well in the game against um, against 
UDH. I was doing the film for that, doing the uh, stats for that. So I do like some guys on their team, and we can't be taking them lightly because they're a team that can knock down open shots and they move the ball well and they don't settle for bad shots. So we could be playing a lot. We could be playing end up playing a lot of defense because we're playing such good defense, mm. which could maybe hurt us. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> time possession matters in basketball, I guess, a little bit. But yeah. Um, we're both taking ourselves, obviously. Yeah. Bad boys versus the locals. <whistles> Bad boys. Big. Locals can't figure it out. Like I said, this lazy defense that's being played cannot happen against this Bad Boys team. A team that plays way too well offensively, like we said. The Segway brothers have found their shot and what they're doing. Uh, Brandon Stewart's done a phenomenal job, you know, distributing the ball, running point guard for them. The locals in this game, listen, if you play that 2-3 zone, they're going to shoot you right out of it. Yeah. Um, their bigs are big. Their big needs to show up. Uh, Dave's friend. I Nate, towards ACL. Nate, oh. Out for the season. Uh, well, they definitely need it. You're in trouble. They're in trouble. Mm. Justin Contronio is their big, but he's not like a super big guy. He needs to just do his best to yeah. try to keep KP, keep Christian, keep Al off the glass. Um, hoping to see a Sean Sean return this week for them at point guard. I like I always liked his game. He brings a lot of defensive energy and communication to them on the floor. They listen. They move the ball. Like we talked about before. They move the ball better than any uh, than just about anyone else in the league. Um, always looking for the next guy to t- make it make a shot. Christian is a monster down low, and like I said, KP still hasn't had that breakout game yet this season, so I'm kind of waiting on that. He's just been kind of shooting when the ball comes to him. Nothing crazy, not the men in the rock. So, um, looking to uh, looking to see if the locals can either a tighten up that two-three zone, maybe they get lucky with some fortunate shot quality and shot shot making ability by bad boys in this game, but the locals are probably going to have to score in the 80s to win this game. Probably in the 90s, really. So We're both on the bad boys. Yeah, we're both on the bad boys. I think if the locals are going to win, they got to focus on defense first, worry about offense second. Yeah. They have to play, they have to play a perfect game. Yeah, they do. Thursday games. 9 o'clock. Showtime versus Hard Over Height. Very interesting game. Very, very interesting. Why do you look at me like that? Why is it interesting? Because hard over it has one win. This is a must-win game. Um, Showtime has been miserable down the stretch, but somehow they keep pulling these games out. I'm expecting a full team there for both teams. I'm expecting. Yeah, I'm, full, expecting, I'm, just, I'm yeah. just talking about it. If it's full teams, I'm expecting Gorky back for Showtime. Heart over height. This is going to have to be true. You're going to have to hold true to your name because Gorky and Tony should punish you down low in this game. And but th- that's going to come down to do. Are they smart enough to utilize that advantage? Maybe Gorky and uh, Tony can kind of just use their advantage on the glass and kind of do it that way. But I want to see an emphasis to get the ball down low, punish them inside for not having the height to match up with you guys. And you honestly just take care of business. Um, if Jason Gomes and Hart Overhead are going to win, they're going to have to shoot the ball well from three. Connor's going to have to be hitting shots. Shafiq's going to have to be hitting shots. And um, – Shafiq's brother Khalid is going to have to do his best down low to minimize the damage that Gorky and uh, Tony are going to be able to do on the offensive end. Um, There's going to be a game where the hard rights have to score in the 70s, 80s, probably to win this game because their defense is probably going to give up a lot of points. Um, we saw them do it a lot last season. Back in 2019, we but we're now in 2021, and the offense has not been able to find itself outside. We keep of, talking about last season for them. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, I think in a week or two we can stop talking about last season, but uh, we need to see a, I need a vintage Jason Gomes game in this one. I need like a 25-7-7 seven seven type of game from him. 
I just this, this is a familiar game as well. Taz has played against Gomes and Shafiq multiple times at Rutgers. Um, I'm looking for I'm, I'm looking for this good backcourt game as well. Taz and Pop City against uh, Jay and Shafiq. Yeah. This this is interesting game. I think this is a, a close game. Um, late, listen, hard over height. I would like to say you know they play well late, but they don't. They have not played well. And late in the game, these are two teams that struggle late in the game. Going to be interesting to see because I think it's going to be a close game. Who's going to make better plays down the stretch? I'm going to lean Showtime in this one. Though. I'm going to take them in this game. Um, I'm. I want to take hard over height. I really do. But do but you believe it? I I I think if I was saying it, I wouldn't necessarily be believing it because I just don't. I haven't seen it this season. Mm. Flashes at times. Um, just, I think you're going to have to score in the 80s to win. I don't know if you have that, you, if you've had that in you. I'm going to call it everyone that isn't Nico Zalek on this team because you guys are going to have to rebound the shit out of the ball. And if you if you leave it up to him to grab all the rebounds, will not work for you. Mm. All right. So we are both on showtime here. I really want it to be on a hard over hype. But Taz is honestly playing really, really, really well. And usually in games when Taz plays very well, his teams usually don't lose because – it, he's usually like the second guy that in if he's going off, he pops A's and he gives it to you every time. And the bigs on Showtime are usually good for 15 to 20 points each themselves. So um, I'm taking Showtime, but I'm looking for Jason Gomes' vintage performance for our right. Last game of the week, DFA versus Blue Steel. A game that I normally would say DFA is like a major favorite, but they haven't looked good this season thus far. Wobbly three and two, three and two, three and two team. Both teams come into this game three and two. Um, Blue Steel has to come out and really focus on getting good quality shots because this is a team in DFA that can put a lot of points on the board. So they're going to have to do a good job of making sure the right guys are taking the right shots, meaning Majid, Dennis, Dubs, getting guys involved and making sure that the possessions are ending with the ball in the right person's hands. Um, I think the teams match up very well. Both teams have good bigs that are able to protect the rim as well as uh, rebound the ball well. And both teams have really good guard play with uh, Dubs, Majid, and Dennis on the Blue Steel side and Deshaun, uh, Mike Davidson, and Jaleel for DFA. Um this is going to be a really good game. Um, both I teams hope, looking for big bounce I hope that both these teams shoot the ball well, so we're looking at a good game with like five minutes to go in the second half because I think this is a game that you could see some electric shot making um, and some electric playmaking by both sides. Um, look for a lot of highlight plays in this one. I think this is probably – I'm going to make this the game of the week. This is America's game of the week. Um, this is definitely America's game of the week, Thursday at 9 o'clock. I think that – the keys to DFA winning are showing energy from the jump and locking in on defense and Deshaun not being the worst shooter ever. <laughs> and for Blue Steel, I think that the key is going to be getting contributions, getting making sure you're getting contributions offensively from the guys who aren't Majid, Dennis, and Dubs. In this game, I'm going to pick uh, – I'm going to take – I think you're going to take Blue Steel in this game. I am taking Blue Steel in this game. I'm take DFA. I, like their, I like your team better in terms of chemistry and playing together. I think yeah. DFA finds themselves in a lot of one-on-one basketball situations, and I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that kind of basketball. So um, I'm going to take the team that plays a be- more my mm. style of basketball and moves the ball a little bit better, and I'm going to take Blue Steel. If Minor D- upset. I'd say the spread's D- like plus like three and a half DFA. If DFA loses half. this game. Three and three on the season. 
they are they are in trouble psychologically if they lose this game. Yeah, I think because they're listen. I think a lot of teams as they come into the league saying that they don't think they should lose a game, but this is a team that probably come in thought, all right, maybe we'll lose one. Yeah. Now they lost two, True. and now if they lose three, it's like all right, we lost. Th- if they lose this game, they would have lost. They would have lost to three of the top five teams that aren't them, in my opinion. Yeah. So. What's that say for winning the big games? Mm. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna say DFA. I'm giving big Shawnee bounce back game. Okay. Yeah. Not I like will. betting against Majid and Dubs, but listen, I think that it's probably guaranteed that Deshaun is going to shoot much better than he did last week. He was not on his game. He didn't look comfortable uh, shooting the basketball, and it showed with the style line. So I'm taking Blue Steel. You're taking DFA. Yep. Definitely America's game of the week. Bear Down's game of the week. Um, should be an interesting one. I'll post some uh, having days from the last couple weeks in the next couple days. I will be posting some more film the second I can get it out. It will be coming out. And standings I'll post tomorrow before you guys get to the gym so everyone knows kind of where everyone stands through five weeks. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, we're doing this late at night, man. We do this, maybe we can get on a Sunday schedule going forward. I know I, I bailed yesterday. I bailed, bailed on Sunday schedule. I bailed, okay. I bailed on the Sunday okay. schedule yesterday. But you could bail on Sunday because we could always do Monday night. Yeah, Sunday, exactly. Sunday night bail is an option. It's an option. But uh, no, thank you all for listening. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. The YouTube subscribers have gone up, but it is not to where it should be because there are at least 70 to 80 new people I've never met that play in the league now. Yeah. So please subscribe to the podcast. Please subscribe to the YouTube and all platforms that you listen to anything I do. Uh, keep this shit rolling. Yeah. We will see you guys at, the at gym CJB tomorrow. tomorrow. Peace. Peace.